0: Medicare may seem like it's a straightforward type of a thing. You know, it's a government benefit that you file for, right? Like how hard could it possibly be? But not if you make mistakes, and it's easy to make them. And when you're dealing with clients that could have a pretty serious impact on their life. So today, I've got Joanne Giardini Russell here to talk about why transitioning Medicare is a big deal and how you can help your clients to avoid those bad mistakes. Welcome, Joanne. Hi, thanks, Sarah, for
1: having me here. Fun conversation.
0: Yeah, look, it's it's got a stacked list here. So let's jump in. All right. So why is Medicare even important to talk about? You You know, it's a dumb question, right? But like,
1: yeah, it seems so basic, right? It's It just seems like, you know, out there. It's kind of, and I remember 10 years ago when I didn't know anything about this stuff, my parents are healthy, they're still healthy. Uh, most people kind of go through life, or a lot of people, I should say, not most, but you go through and you just kind of assume things are taken care of with healthcare, right? In in all years beyond retirement, you don't really think about it when you're 40 or 30 or whatever. And once I was introduced to how insanely confusing it is, you start to cross those things of, you know, you're 65, you're 70, whatever you are retiring. And then you've got this massive thing called healthcare to deal with. And many, many times you're on your own. So talk about important in terms of your health, you know, maybe at 65 or 70, you've had a heart attack, right? Or you've had friends that passed away. You've got a chronic condition that's really costly medication. I just ran a drug plan this morning. The guy's medications are three thousand dollars for the next two months. So if you don't think that that can impact finances, um, your life. What if uh, you know? I can go on for hours with stories of skilled nursing. I had an email last week from an advisor who said the client, the family wants to put her in a skilled nursing facility near the home, the house, for the for ease and convenience. Of course, they can't. It's not in the network. What do you do then? So. You think of it as just insurance, right? Like it's not a big deal. We all we all kind of do, right? You kind of take it for granted, and then you can then you just are exposed to this whole massive area of how it can go wrong, how much it can cost, and if they're not making good decisions up front to the best of their ability, it can just be you know really challenging emotionally, you know psychologically and um, financially. So it's a big deal.
0: What about the confusion that exists? Look at the,
1: just turn the TV on. Today's October 3rd. (laughs) Turn the TV on and listen to some commercials for Medicare right now. So we're right hot and heavy just starting our our kind of annual election time. This is the time where you're going to see Joe Namath and celebrities all over TV and hawking these Medicare products. And a lot of it is, it's solely designed to confuse and to get people to call. And they're calling these call centers and it's just it's it's massively confusing. We do, we just did an email yesterday and sent out thousands of emails to our current client base. And every year we do this. And you think they've been trained, right? Five, 10 years in a row, they know what to do. And they still every year like, what? I gotta do this again, and I can't figure it out. So and these are pretty educated people, you know, because we do a lot of educating with our clients. So some of them are great, you know, most of them are pretty good with it. Okay, I did it, I figured it out. But it's just a time where you want to check your drug plans and all that kind of stuff. But it's also very confusing um, when, you're, when you're coming into the system because think about for 45 years, you've either had employer coverage or you bought your own coverage, right? And um, think about pre existing conditions. Everyone comes in with this hey, pre existing conditions aren't a big deal because the ACA protects us, employer insurance, you didn't deal with that stuff. So somebody kind of made these decisions for you, such as like myself. If I, I'm 58, so I go buy my plan. If I don't like Priority Health this year, I can go back to Blue Cross. It doesn't matter. I can just flip-flop around every January 1st. Same with employer coverage, right? You've got two or three options from the employer. If you screw up, you can't hurt yourself too much. You can just go back to another plan the next year when it's the enrollment time. Medicare is not like that, right? So this is the first time that many, many, many people are actually having to figure out the rules of Medicare. They have to figure out what type of plan they want. And I will tell you that a lot of these mistakes cannot be fixed if they don't make the right decisions up front. So it's confusing by product. It's just industry confusion. You know what I mean? The carriers are making a whole bunch of money by making people confused. So you got that going against the consumer. Well, Tough how do to be make consumer.
0: more money by the consumer being confused.
1: Um, right now an example is drug plans. So drug plans are one of these things that people hate to deal with. They they all, you know, if they're taking medications, which many, many seniors are they hate having to reevaluate their drug plans every year. They just think, well, it worked this year, I'm good. Um, I just saw one, so that's what our email was about yesterday. Hey, time to look at drug plans. Don't forget, here's how to do it. We give them videos and blah, blah, blah. And I saw one come through that if he stays with his current plan, he's going to spend $700 next year. If he changes to a proposed plan, it's $60 for the year. So again, that confusion, if he just shut down and didn't listen to us and he just said, eh, it worked fine this year and shelled out His 700 next year, he wouldn't know that the $60 one exists, right? So they're spending, they're blowing a bunch of money and the carriers all benefit. And they just don't want to pay attention. They just want it on autopilot, just like the past years of employer-ish years, but it's not possible. So you gotta either go to your financial professional, you gotta go to your Medicare agent, you gotta go to your kid, right? You know, adult child to help you on the computer, you gotta go to a ship counselor. There's there's places to go but so many people just shut down and they don't want to deal with it. The stats are staggeringly low. Only 10 to 15% of people actually change their drug plan every year. So that example right there, multiplied times 80% of the population, you can see why the carriers make a bunch of money. Okay, so same with the commercials for Medicare Advantage plans. Medicare Advantage is a program. It's one of the two choices that people have, and it is funded by the government. And the government pays insurance companies to essentially offload risk right to a private insurance company. So think back to all the the conversations about um, pensions going the wayside of 401ks, right? It's a little similar. So you've got confusion. You've got an industry that um, is trying to kind of to be shifted and you've got all these commercials out there. So people, a lot of times just throw up their hands and just call the first 800 number they see or somebody walking up to their doorstep, which is illegal, but it happens. Um, postcards, mailers, just all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's a, you know, there's a lot of money out there in the Medicare market. And um, the consumer, it's just tough. The consumer really doesn't have a good chance, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I really mean, hey, with like, knowledge. I mean, now I'm thinking like, maybe I should talk to my parents about this. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. With and so is this something that Financial advisors help their clients with, like, I'm really, like, is my parents' financial advisor helping them with this?
1: Right, right, and that's we work. We we work with a lot of financial folks across the country. We don't work in all states. We can refer to our colleagues that are really good too for all states. But it's fascinating because when we first started, that's what we kind of did. We just paired up with financial folks and just said, "Hey, we know this conversation isn't happening." And I don't blame you because you're not full-time Medicare folks, right? We work 10 to 12 hours in this space. They don't have time to do that, of course. However, it touches on the finances. It touches on the nerves and the stress of your client. So it's a, I hate to say it's a marketing thing, but it really kind of, it is just to kind of put that topic out there and say, hey, you know what? Your turn is 65, Phil, so- I've got a Medicare resource that I can help because it is kind of stressful from all that I know about that. Uh, Same thing with people retiring. Hey, you know, you're going through a lot. You're moving your accounts. You're doing all this garbage for retiring. And the, the healthcare component is stressful too. So you can kind of put it out there, but most financial folks don't know how to approach it. And some are afraid maybe even of the health conversation. Maybe it's a sensitive topic of cancer we get very doctor like we're very you know hey have you had prostate blah 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 blah. we can list off a whole bunch of things because it's part of our world right so we see lots of illness lots of issues and things like that
0: jardini medicare you help consumers that are referred to by financial advisors to make these medicare decisions
1: yeah okay. right so okay. it's somebody's retiring so we get lots of those emails my client's retiring in six months what's the best you know um time frame what do we be, what should we be doing so that's where we work so yes we ha- we're an insurance agency at the end of the day and there's a whole bunch of medicare agents like us across the country people don't know we exist which is really strange but think of your life agent your home and auto agent we're we're no different we just specialize in only medicare in our our case so we don't do anything else but medicare so you've got some like that across the country um you know a lot of really good ones You just got to find one that works for you and works for your client, because then you're just handing that person off, you know, to help them decide if they need Medicare. And if they do, how do you go get it? And we walk them through all that part with the government. And then we walk them through their two choices of products and they have to be really educated on that part. So it takes, you know, quite a bit on our end. And then they become our client and the financial planners client. So, yes, we work with a lot of those folks.
0: Are financial advisors weird about turning over Their clients to another. I mean, a lot of them are insurance agents. Yes, like eighty percent of CFPS are insurance agents. Yes, like that. Are they? Are they weird about that? You know, they can
1: be, and I. In some cases, here's why they should be weird about it is because there are there's certain genre of Medicare agents, if you will, that do Medicare to quasi be supposedly financial planners, right? Meaning. They use Medicare to get in the door to the client because again, number one, they know Mr. and Mrs. Jones are looking for Medicare help. They're turning 65, they must need help. So they use Medicare as that way to get in the door and then they are pushing annuities. They're not financial planners, they're Medicare agents. These are just life and health agents. So it's not the same thing and it drives us crazy, right? So in that case, the true financial professional versus, and I don't, you know, I'm just a life and health person. So I'm not dissing any just life and health people. You know what I mean? But there's those that are just going and doing indexed annuities door to door. That's different than the people you work with, right? So be careful in turning your client, if you're a true professional, be careful about turning your client over to the people that are going door to door because you might think you're sending them for Medicare help and then they're slipping in. An indexed annuity and i'm not knocking any products either i'm just saying be careful um that's why it's so important i think just to get that agency that's not doing all the other products that's just doing a medicare job for you so we're very careful we don't do any annuities we don't do long-term care we don't do life insurance we do nothing but the medicare piece so our folks over the years of course have grown to trust us so we don't have any problems with that um and if they don't want to use a set to find, just find somebody local in your in your um, area, even because it's that important for your client. And that's where you get to be. That financial person really gets to be the um, the hero for the client because they come back and they're like, "Oh my gosh, thank you for that so much!" And what a relief it's done. Blah blah blah. And then we move on. So we're we're not in their world at all. So it's kind of cool. It's a nice it's a nice relationship when you find the right fit. So your wheels are churning.
0: In, I mean, in your experience, do you think? That the average financial advisor is equipped to help clients with Medicare decisions? Not at
1: all. Not at all. We have over the years seen some, and I'm and very, very, very few, that really know Medicare. We've seen plenty that are, you know, it's an aging um, financial industry, right? You've got your classic 67 year old older guy that's going to retire. um, They're on Medicare, but they've made the wrong choices for themselves already. Might be something as simple as, oh, I enrolled in part A. I tell all my clients to do that. And I'm contributing to an HSA. And we're like, ooh, you really shouldn't have done that. And now I know he's told 500 people that year to do the same thing. So absolutely not. You know, the industry from what we've seen, they just don't get training. And again, it's something that's it's hard because they want a glimpse into the Medicare piece of someone's world, but it's very difficult to really um, teach the financial folks what what to be doing or saying. Right. And so that's that's what makes the the product so different, difficult. It's just important. And my my message is just, hey, just recognize that it's really important. The first couple of times you really open the conversation up to the client, you're gonna see them light up like a Christmas tree. You know, a lot of them are just, and I actually, this is a funny story. So years and years ago, pre-COVID, I remember doing a live session seminar and about 70 people were there for a credit union. And I always started those at the time, like show of hands, how many people in this room think of your financial professional as a referrer or a resource for Medicare? And not one hand would go up consistently. So it's like, how backwards is that, right? You've got something so big, so expensive, so impacting to the whole family. It's crazy. And nobody thinks of you guys. So they think of you for how do I get how do I get a CPA? How do I go get a trust? Right, but they don't think of it for something like Medicare. So it's really a bizarre product. But no, they're not equipped. They're not trained. They're not equipped. Um, I can tell you from what we do, ten to twelve hours a day, all the time, and how much we've put into our business in the past, you know, eight to ten years. It's crazy. So I don't expect anyone to be like that either, unless you want to run a Medicare business, but you don't, you can't, you just can't do it. You can't do it. If you want to do a good job with Medicare, you can't obviously be a financial plan at the same time.
0: Why? That's a good point. Did I, financial advisors, did you hear her say that? Okay. Why Joanne?
1: I just I'm not a jack of all trades fan myself. I'm a I like specializing and knowing one thing very well. Even our clients are consistently asking. Active-
0: we know well, I know Medicare really well. I saw some YouTube stuff and I read the articles and advisor perspectives. I know yeah. it. Yeah. What what is there you to don't. know?
1: <laughs> and and you don't. You you know a surface, you know two percent of what we know. Um, You don't know the rules with social security, you know, don't know how to get them to the right place. You don't know how to describe the products. You don't know how to give them trial rights. You don't know how to explain trial rights to the person. You don't know how Florida med subs work versus Missouri med subs. There's different rules in different States. So it's not this one size fits all, just go pick your thing. And I saw this commercial and Hey, there's Medicare advantage and Medigap. Financial planners don't even know if I say, you know, what's your client have? They're always like, I don't know. I don't know. So they don't know. They just want to Pass the buck, which they is okay. What? So they
0: know.
1: No, no, I really don't. I well, I think here's what I think. So, backing up, there's two types of products that people can pick from. Most people that work with a financial professional have resources, right? You're typically not working with the Medicaid Medicare market, right? So you've got lower income, which is to me a whole specialty of Medicare, and not to say you don't get a case here and there or a mother or something on Medicaid low income, right? But most of your people are going to have, the, they're the you know average to above average client with resources. So that person has to decide when they get to the Medicare time, whether they're going to take one of two paths. And there is one, which is a true Medicare supplement. A supplement is phenomenal coverage, phenomenal coverage, costs you, and I'm just throwing out Michigan pricing, $130 a month. You pay 130 bucks a month. You can go to any doctor in the country that takes Medicare. You have a $226 deductible and you're done for the whole year. Once you satisfy the deductible, you're done. How easy is that? It's great. 80% of our clients choose that because a lot of work, again, working with financial folks and in, in more better means kind of thing. Um, They value insurance and they say, okay, that that's pretty good. You know, I was paying this or I had a $4,000 deductible and uh, 226. Are you sure this isn't going to work? And then they get sick. Honestly, they have heart attacks. They get sick. They have cancer. We never hear a peep because their coverage is so good. Now, the other product that you see advertised by Joe Namath on TV is Medicare Advantage. Not to say it's horrible for people, but when you've got that business owner or somebody that takes that product, three years later, they get cancer. Boom, they hit their 5,000 max out of pocket. They find they cannot go to MD Anderson to be treated. They, whatever, they can't go to every doctor they want to go to. There are limitations. They can't get into skilled nursing, um, they denied the service. What do you mean I have to have prior authorization to get this treatment done? That kind of stuff. You don't have any of that with the first path that I, t- that I just talked about. Okay. So you've got two black and white apples and oranges kind of thing. Most, not most, some agents don't talk about two products. They just talk about the easy one. It's very easy to sell somebody on a zero premium plan when they're healthy. It's free. You get all this dental thrown in. You can go anywhere. You, I mean, this is great right? It's free. What do I need that for? I'm
0: healthy. I don't need premium. I'm healthy.
1: Correct. And all of a sudden in five years, you're not so healthy and you have a different conversation at that point. They can't qualify for the good kind of plan. So those are the rules we talk about. So when they come back to us and we're going to get all those calls starting October 15th, I was healthy. My friend has better coverage, blah, blah, blah. You know, now I have a stent put in three weeks ago. I want to upgrade. And now I'm willing to pay $130 a month versus zero. I want that really good coverage. Well, Mister Jones, you have to go through underwriting, and you're not going to pass, so you can't have it. Ah, what do you mean? It's ACA, and they can't do that to me. It's this is Medicare.
0: No, I think that's not a common way of yep. looking at it because I think people think it's a government benefit. They think the government's nice; they're going to be nice to me. They're <laughs> not going to. They're not going to hurt my feelings. That's what they think. <laughs> I, I, I they suppose do. they do. And it'll what? It's be, not free. It'll be. It's easy. not free. Not free. <laughs> what? <laughs> I
1: thought it was better than this. But what? They won't cover dental. Oh my gosh! No, you're right. They just in the back of your head, you do think that. And and then you get on the doorstep, or then you get that stent, and you're told something differently. And I remember a lady a few years ago. She called Medicare.gov to get a plan. She ended up with Medicare Advantage because again, where does the government prefer people? Medicare Advantage. That's the one with zero premium. So she got that. And she's like, you know, it's been okay, but I feel like things are breaking down. I would like blah, blah, blah. Well, she had her serious heart condition that kept her away from money. She's not going to qualify ever. So unfortunately, you've got the government telling even agents like myself, we have to read a disclaimer. So every single call we get on with somebody is so we have to say, hey, we may not represent every plan in your area. Call 1 800 Medicare for all your options. Great. So they call 1 800 Medicare, who gives them one option pretty much. They walk away with that one. So You've got twofold too. You've got the CMS administrator on film saying, Hey, we want everyone to really understand what they're rolling into. It's important for education, but they don't support that. Right. If I have to read a disclaimer, CMS um, is, is Medicare. So CMS administers the whole Medicare Medicaid system. So they're telling me as an agent to say, Hey, route your people to us for phone calls, like the call center. We're going to basically sell a Medicare advantage. And then, you know, Medicare Advantage, they want also people being educated. Well, (laughs) how can you be educated if you're offered one option on the phone? It's not fair. So it's really just an unfair system for the client. So unless they kind of stumble across it, I remember one of my very first clients, he had cancer and he said, I never heard that word Medigap until I heard one of your seminars. Never. And he was never presented the option. He totally would have bought it because he did buy it for his wife next. He goes, and then he had cancer. I've never been able to get him out of that product over eight years you know, so it's horrible. It's just, if you don't have all the options and there's only two, but why can't people, you know, Medicare Advantage pays a lot for commissions. So that's in theory, why people may not, you know, offer the Medigap plans, which is Medigap is the good coverage, if you will. And Medicare Advantage is okay. (laughs) I don't want to say it's bad, but it's just okay. Um, there's commissions well, that come hold into play. One second,
0: Joanne. You're saying that these Medicare consultants, these Medicare, like these insurance agents that are health agents that sell Medicare plans, they are more likely to sell Medicare Advantage plans because the commission is big?
1: Some. Not all, but some. The commission I mean, is
0: important for financial advisors to it know. Is.
1: It is. Well, and, and even for financial advisors, if you're a financial advisor and because you have that life and health license and because you can do a Medicare plan, we've seen some of this where they'll do five plans a year compared to thousands like we do, right? They do five, but they do Medicare Advantage. So I have seen high net worth people put into a Medicare Advantage plan and the financial planner is also getting that $600 commission, which I think is horrible to take anyone of high net worth and who knows what they were exposed to, right? It's just, I've heard secondhand kind of things, but- yeah, there's you know, and, and the commission isn't a huge difference. It's like six hundred dollars for the zero premium plans, or four fifty ish for the um, the Medigap plans. And they vary in length and years, and carriers are different, all that kind of stuff on the Medigap side of things. But there's definitely some agents that just go around selling Medicare Advantage, definitely. So you know, like we know who they are in Michigan. So we kind of can tell who comes from what agent, that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a whole cottage industry that people don't realize exists. You know what I mean? Even the players and who's good, who's bad, all that kind of stuff. But there's definitely agents. There's, there's certain agents that just go door to door in nursing homes or assisted living homes, literally, and just get signatures. And that's why there's so many complaints to CMS because people are just herded into this garbage that they don't understand. And they go to use it and their doctor doesn't take it and they didn't understand, right? All that. And then CMS gets all these complaints and then they crack down on all the agents, right? You have to record. We have to record every single phone call. We have to have all these forms signed 48 hours in advance. We have, I mean, read the disclaimers. It's it's crazy. And there's just a lot of damage being done to people. And I don't have the answer for it other than keep blabbing about you know, it happens <laughs> and bring it to people's attention and really encourage financial folks. It's like, hey, just find a person that does this. We can't handle all the people. We can't. There's 60 million people on Medicare. My agency can't handle them all, right? I'm not even advocating for me. <laughs> I'm saying just find somebody you connect with that you like and trust um, and, and then try and give that as a resource to your client, just as you would a CPA referral. Uh, w-
0: from what you've seen, How large a line item is Medicare within a typical, a typical, right? Typical high net worth client's financial plan. Your highest
1: earning person, which is over 750,000 modified adjusted gross for a household. If they stay there in retirement, as some do, they're paying the top Medicare tier, which just to the government, is $560. So they're paying 560 per person per month. Their neighbor, who's making under 197,000 as a household, is paying 164.90 for the identical coverage. So you can see it's means tested. There's six different levels and brackets, and so the highest folks, when you add the supplement, you add a drug plan, blah blah blah, you're at about 1,600 bucks a month just for premiums, right there. So the people that come in, even I've had the highest net worth people say, well, I thought Medicare was kind of free. (laughs) And they see the bill of $1,600 for the household times 12. So you've got some financial people are just factoring 5,000 per person, right? Being average, but really your high net worth is 1,600 times 12 months. It's a big difference.
0: I mean, wow. Just wow. The only
1: thing, so health savings accounts, right? HSAs. When you get to Medicare, the one thing that you cannot use your HSA funds for is Medigap, that good kind of coverage that I talked about. Can't use it for that. You can use it for everything else. It's like, huh?
0: (laughs) The politicians don't want you buying Medigap. Correct. Isn't
1: that funny? Holy smoke. Yeah, you can use it for Medicare Advantage, drug plans, your Medicare premiums, everything except Medigap.
0: What a Ponzi scheme.
1: <laughs> it's fascinating. It's like the only connection could be exactly for that reason, right? Just another push oh. towards Medicare Advantage. Yeah, very subliminally. And you can see kind of see even the thread through the Medicare New Handbook. You can see that little push towards Medicare Advantage. They're not supposed to legally be illegally. who's going to watch, right? But they're not supposed to push and encourage towards Medicare Advantage. But there's that subtle push. And then when you call Medi- 1-800-MEDICARE, and we've been saying recently in the office, we really want to find a turning 65 year old to go on med and just to call so we can record it <laughs> and see what they're, what they're saying. Cause nobody walks away from one 800 Medicare without a Medicare advantage plan coincidentally. And that's what it is. So over the years okay. you can just see. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Financial advisors listening. To this, this is where you have to be an advocate. Yeah. Okay. This no this is where there is a gap between the private industry and the consumer that, that you have to fill and the government would be the supposed advocate, but they're not because see, the government is funded by the private industry in this case. Right. So, so all of you all are out there saying, I do the right thing for my client. I do the right thing for my client. Well, it ain't just I keep them away from high fee annuities and I get the asset allocation right. I mean, this is the kind of stuff where if you're talking, oh, I mean a $1, thousand dollars, sixteen hundred a month, this that that's not an insignificant expense. All right. So if you're saying I do the right thing for my client, are you doing the right thing for your client here?
1: Or do you know if you are or you're not? It's a simple hey, Jack, I see you're turning 65 next year. Have you thought about Medicare at all? The other thing with financial is, are you introducing those high bracket IRMA rates? Because when they hit Medicare, is there something you could have done to reduce their modified adjusted gross? Because that's how Medicare looks at things, modified adjusted gross income. And they look back two years. And every they do it every year. They reassess and look back two years. So are you working with your folks to sell a business the right way, right? Are you structuring it? So you're not going to get whomped with this giant Irma charge. You know, sometimes it's totally unavoidable, but that we leave that to the financial planner world. That's not us. We explain it. So at 63, 64, you kind of introducing that, hey, Mr. High Now Earth, you know, this is what Medicare is going to look like for you because they're they're shocked when they get to us because we always start with, hey, OK, you need Medicare. Do you know how much it's going to cost? Nope. No idea. OK, then you start and they're like, what? why didn't anyone ever tell me this? And sometimes they get mad at their financial person. Like, why didn't they tell me? I can't answer why they didn't tell you that.
0: should be mad at their financial person. They should be firing that financial person. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Financial advisors listening to this. Okay. (laughs) It's a big deal.
1: And they're mad, you know, it's like, they, they should know about it, but you're right. The government doesn't do a good job with any of this. You hardly get a notice when you're turning 65. There's a whole weird process that goes with this. That's why it's just such a, again, it's such a, and it's, and when we started this years and years ago, I remember thinking like, okay, this is so underserved and you've got this, this thing, this industry where if you're alive at 65 years old, you're going to make some decision about Medicare. Maybe it's, no, I don't need it right now. Maybe, yes, I do need it. Maybe, you know what I mean? It's, it's, if you're alive at 65, you're making some decision. And then like, oh, nobody's talking about it. It's in that backwards, right? It's like 100% of people are gonna have to deal with this. And it's just sort of a hidden weird thing. And I don't get it, right? You've got all these industries for even car insurance is more prevalent. And it's just people all the time are like, I didn't know Medicare agents existed.
0: Like, that's, that's bizarre. It's really bizarre. I think it's because, like I said, of the perception that the government is nice. I think that's yeah. what that's what it is. It
1: could be. And by this time you would think at 65 you kind of know that's not true, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. It's baffling, but it's uh, um it's a it's a fun industry in terms of it's very rewarding for the when the consumer again we get emails like oh my gosh i had you know triple bypass in june i can't tell you how great this coverage is i mean that's wonderful right um we get thank you notes after people pass away after the spouse you know it's like you know he passed away but Covered. you kept us so many bills away, blah, blah, blah. It was, just, it was the last thing we had to worry about. That's the kind of stuff I try to impart to the financial advisor. You can be the recipient of that. And we have some advisors where people are coming to us and say, hey, do I have to work with Tom to be able to get to your services? Well, no, we're open to the public. But it's just a, um, they, they just really, really, really appreciate it because it's a big deal. And having just someone answer a question. Cause try getting that when you, you can, you can do all this on your own. You can certainly go to insurance companies direct. You can deal with, you can do that kind of stuff or try and figure it out yourself. But when you have a question in a pinch of the pinch, right. We just answer emails all the time, you know, so, um, it's good to have that connection and that's what a good agent is going to do for you. A good agent and agency. And there's some really solid agencies across the country. Um, so there's plenty of places you can go. So it's not a matter of like, Oh, I just didn't know what to do. Well, ask your financial person, right, for that referral um, or figure out where to go. And and consumers have to take on, to some of the responsibility thing here, too. So it's not just the professionals in the area. I did a TikTok the other day and it was about just that because someone said, can't you make the ads stop on TV? Like Like I personally can go shut the ads down. I wish I could, right? But my response video was like, you know who has the power? You guys, all of you that are the consumer, you really have the power. Knowledge is the power. We give so many, we have a podcast channel, we've got YouTube, we've got all sorts of resources that they can listen to and, and learn. Um, they have to take on, unfortunately, it's a time where they just have to learn. I know you don't want to learn, but you're going to have to learn a little bit. And they have to learn that at 65, not everything's free. So when Joe Namath is on TV talking about the free stuff or Jimmy Walker, don't believe it, right? Um, when the phone rings and it's a call center, learn to hang up right? um, It's just that kind of stuff. Learn to do your drug plan every year. It's not that hard. You got to learn to do it. So they, we do push a little bit of, uh, that's how we are with our our clients too. It's like, it goes two ways. We're here to help you. We're here to be a great resource, but you got to do a little work here. So it it does go a little bit two ways, you know what, but it is really stacked against the consumer by far. You know what I mean? So-
0: Financial advisors focus on when they talk about retirement planning, retirement income planning. They focus so much on Social Security, yeah, and the big decision about when do you take it. I mean, if we're talking about a thousand dollar difference, I mean, we're talking about the potential for catastrophic, like, like, like indefinite catastrophic expenses, right?
1: A little bit related to that this year next year 2024 is the first year we're going to ever see a cap on prescription medications so i would have come in here last year saying that's your wild card is prescriptions because in the past like i've got one couple in texas who literally pay 25,000 a year they have a drug plan but they each have cancer and outrageous drugs so that's 25,000 a year not on top but now i'm not talking their medicare i'm talking their drug co-pays are twenty five grand a year and have been for the past three years. So that particular couple in 2024, the drug prices will be capped at around 3300 for each of them. So they're going to have a huge savings. It's still 6600 a year, but from 25, it's crazy. So that has gone down catastrophically wise. However, you've got, because there's a cap, I don't believe that Mr. Pharmaceutical Company is going to really not want to get their money and Medicare, you know, it's going to be shifting, I think. And I, you know, I think you're always going to be shifted to more means testing and more cost bearing to the consumer. And we're seeing that just over the years. We're seeing that in employer insurance space. You know, you probably see it in your own plan. You know, look at my deductible 7,200. It's absurd. I pay $800 a month for a 72. I can't do anything until I hit $7,200. It's garbage. It's catastrophic. So um, you're seeing that, I think, all across healthcare and Medicare definitely is included. So I don't think the numbers that the financial folks, I think a year or two ago, they were using about five grand per person per year. I think that needs to edge up because you even have dental, just throw in dental, price out a couple implants. It's crazy. Guy this morning was telling me it's $1,100 to get his crown. I know I had a couple of crowns last year and I swear in my head crowns are still $500. They're not, they're 12 to 1500 a crown, right? So that money's going to come from a portfolio or some income someplace, right? So it's just becoming far more expensive for healthcare. It really is over the last, even just the last two years, I would say.
0: All right, Joanne. So how, other than Giardini Medicare, What are some ways that financial advisors can get their clients help with this?
1: Really? The podcast channel of ours, YouTube, we've got ourselves and we've got other um, industry colleagues that are really, really good. TikTok, it sounds stupid, but there's almost 70,000 people that every day listen to my videos on TikTok, which cracks me up, but they are becoming very astute consumers. And it's just because these little sound bites, unfortunately, the attention span in the United States, right, is it's not very much. So it's been super, super effective and popular for the last year. So that is an everyday occurrence for us. And um, it's it's those types of things that I think are most effective truly to the consumer because they can they can kind of hide, you know if I had someone gentleman last week, tell me, he said, you know, I just try, I'm just trying to get an idea for retirement to see if I can retire in January. He goes, I made the mistake of putting my, you know, my phone number and my email in the quoting system for some website. And he goes, the phone calls won't quit. How do I stop them? And they won't stop there. They will sell your data. If you use good RX, they're selling your data. If you use, you know, Walgreens, they sell your data to agents like us. If we want to buy lists, we can buy lists in two seconds. So I think I like, I tend to like the TikToks, the YouTubes, the podcasts, because people can kind of hide, you know what I mean? You can digest the information at your own pace and not have agents bug you because that's, that's the industry. And then the industry also from the inside, you've got all these Facebook groups that were been part of for years. And they're really to the point where they just tend to, some of them, seem to promise the moon and the stars for that new agent. So you get somebody on life and health that thinks they can make 200,000 your first year selling Medicare. They're all in there. They're all coming in and it's not true, right? They're going to learn the hard way. 85% of them are going to bomb out that kind of stuff. So you've got those people preying on the people that are, you know what I mean? The lead. So, so that part's challenging, but all I I can really say is get them resources, let them start learning and really Interview whoever you you know you can find. And like I said, we cover 18 states, but we have um a, co- a colleague in Missouri that covers all 50. He's got a really solid agency that runs like we do. So find those people. There's a big firm called Boomer Benefits. Um, I adore Danielle and her brother. They're in Texas and they um they're adding 175 people this year. It's crazy. So they're way, way, way bigger than anything we are or wanna be. Um, but they do a really good job and they're just a hundred percent Medicare and they've been doing this for years. And it's, um, you know, so you got to find those kind of places. It's just, they're out there. And that's all I can say is that they're out there and find what works. You know, advisors too, don't have to be in on the conversation. Some really want to be, so they want to be on the speakerphone with the client and stuff, but I, I don't really think you have to waste your time. Truly. I don't mean it in a bad way, but just find a place you you trust. Maybe sit through a couple appointments if you want to, but um, just find someone you trust and turn them over, basically. Versus saying, I don't know anybody. Go figure it out yourself.
0: Right. Because even if you're charging on assets under management and you're not focused on financial planning, this has a major potential to take a bite out of those assets. And I hate to put it that way to kind of incentivize people to do that but this is why financial planning is so important because this could really ruin somebody
1: yeah the other piece that i just I, i'm thinking in my head cuz a guy on tiktok says can you please talk about long term care cuz that comes up and we don't do long term care insurance and i we find that we get a lot of questions about long term care when they're just going to medicare to me it's too late so Your industry should be having those discussions too. Whatever the solutions are, I don't care what they are, but at least even if it's just that Medicare is not going to cover it. Um, Amazingly, most people think Medicare is going to cover all long-term care episodes, custodial care, bathing, housekeeping, all that kind of stuff. They're not covering that stuff. So we have to come in and tell the daughter who's the father fell and, you know, he needs a ramp build. Why won't they build a ramp? Like, because that's not part of Medicare. So- that's a conversation that I think really needs to have. I think that's a everywhere. It's, it's, it's a it's a it's a societal kind of thing. Um, someone asked a question yesterday about can um, Medicare pay for family caretaking, right? Caregivers. We can't afford to take care of my dad because they can't get paid. Blah blah blah. Medicare's not going to do that. So that it's not my space of Medicare, right? But I think it's an important healthcare area that needs to happen. Those conversations also need to happen in your industry because um, people are woefully unprepared for that too. And that's going to be more costly even than the whole Medicare scene if they have a big episode, right? It's my two cents there.
0: Joanne, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks. All right, everybody. So please rate, subscribe and review this podcast and we'll see you in the next one. Just a reminder that nothing in this podcast can be interpreted as a product insurance or investment recommendation of any sort. Nothing in this podcast can be interpreted as legal or compliance advice. For any recommendations specific to your or your client's personal situations, please consult a consultant, advisor, or attorney.